0: Let's see
1: hey everybody it is Dave and Jeff it is November 25th one day before Thanksgiving and it kind of feels like one of those days every year normally right we just mm-hmm. go whew, I can kind of relax <laughs> knowing that yeah, you get a chance to enjoy the next day, and usually most people have Friday, Saturday, Sunday off, and it just feels like this time of year, usually you're exhausted and you're looking for a little bit of a break. I know with 2020, it seems a lot different, but I think still so many people are just stressed out that they need these days.
2: Man, Dave, there there are so many people that I talk to on a daily basis that are feeling it, and so I really don't know in, in 2020 for COVID, and Kobe, and everything else that's happened this year, right? I genuinely don't know a Thanksgiving where I went into it more thankful for what I have in my life just because being so cognizant of what others don't have right now and just being appreciative, family's healthy, friends are healthy, and just being able to get together and stay close and then uh, check in on a few people tomorrow. But, yeah, man, it's it's weird. You're, you're right, Dave, because usually this time of year, everything's going on. For us, uh, for my other job, hockey's flying, right? Yeah. We're into hockey. NBA is going on right now. Uh, NFL's in full swing. College basketball, we're counting down to, I mean, damn, Dave, we'd probably start knowing who's in bowl games by now, right? Yeah. Uh, I mean, we'd start knowing who's in the holiday bowl or, or anything else going on. And now it's very quiet very subdued and uh, tomorrow I'll be with my sons and their mom and we're just going to hang and take it in. But like I said, I, I just think a lot of us that are, that are healthy and are still able to work should be incredibly thankful that we're able to do those things. When you hear about so many people that are sick,
1: it's interesting that so many people over the years, when you say Thanksgiving, what are you doing? And a yeah. lot of times it's going to spend time with family members, but not always family members, that you want to spend God, time with. There's no. always a couple of people there. You're like, oh, I got to put up with this asshole, <laughs> and then and then all of yeah. a sudden, now that you're being told, hey, you have to limit the people you're around, you feel like you're getting ripped off too. And it's it's one of those maybe you appreciate that, hey, family's family. I always say, you know, you you don't you don't choose your family, you choose sure. your friends. But you know, family's family. You look out for each other, and I hate to say it. You brought it up the other day. I didn't even think about it. Is how many people that we know, that everybody who's, who's listening, you know somebody who is spending Thanksgiving completely by themselves. Here's
2: the thing, though. Like, even though we're in COVID, people are still fucked up. So, I I have this. F- All right. I better be really, really careful how I word this. So, I have a friend and their family. And they're going to celebrate Thanksgiving tomorrow. Yeah. And I'm just going to keep it generic. But the family's in Buffalo, and this friend of mine's in Toronto. So Italian family. So two Italian daughters, Italian mother, and the stepdad, who just sounds like the nicest guy in the world, he's there. So it'll be sister, mother, stepfather in Buffalo, other sister in Toronto, they'll Zoom, right? This poor bastard only wants <laughs> one thing, Dave. He only wants one thing for Thanksgiving. The poor bastard only wants to have peas at Thanksgiving, okay? Peas or peace? No, peas. Green oh, peas. He wants to eat peas. Yeah, he's. No, he keeps his. He keeps his. Like, he manages his okay. expectations. So, uh. Talked to this friend of mine, and I was saying the other day, we sent my sons and I sent a little care package off to her, and she's like, "God, this is great, right?" We sent her the uh, Barack Obama book, we sent her a blanket, we sent her popcorn, we sent her movies. She thinks you and I are a couple of pansies for the movies we like, <laughs> and uh, so I said, "Hey, I'm just curious. With everything going on, where we are in the world, is uh, is Noel getting?" Is green peas tomorrow? Oh, Jesus. (laughs) I guess so. I go, what the hell? It's not like my ex-wife made this garlic chicken that was my all-time favorite, but it literally was like a two-hour prep to make this garlic chicken. You didn't ask too often, but every now and then you'd say, hey, how you feeling about garlic? Oh, God dang. Okay, yeah, we could do that. (laughs) I said, green peas take Five minutes. Yeah, I think I can
1: make green peas, and I don't know shit about cooking.
2: You boil the water. You fire them in the steamer. You let them steam for three minutes. You put butter and salt out. I go, God damn, are you kidding me? the hell is the matter up there? I go, hey, you know what would be nice? You're going to be on a Zoom in Toronto. He'll be there. I go, why don't you make yourself a plate of green peas? (laughs) Oh, sends me the throwing up emoji. Go shit. You think in a COVID world people may kinda change something. Bullshit. Was there one <laughs> was there one thing when you went to Thanksgiving? Not at Rita's house, man. No. They're cooking Italian. But when you were a kid, was there something that your mom made or somebody your dad would bring out where you were like, God, it's such a good Thanksgiving, but what's this shit
1: doing yeah, out here? Yeah. Somebody always made this is when I was growing up. Somebody always made jello. With like cucumbers in it or shit. What the hell like, is that? And you're like, where the hell? Jello's great. What do yeah, you do with these cucumbers? Stop messing with it. So I had, had never understood, <laughs> never understood that thing, but man, it completely changed again when I, when I got married because they always had the traditional food, the stuffing, the mashed yep. potatoes, the the peas, the turkey, <laughs> the rolls, everything yeah. that you'd want, and then all of a sudden they had oh. a, a, tole, a whole Italian menu. Right. And I was like, the lasagna, uh, the lasagnas, and everything else. I go, man, this is outstanding. So yeah it completely changed i never went to another thanksgiving at my parents house after i got married because the food was so much better at my wife's
2: house man i tell you friend of mine val you still own a deli yeah she makes this pasta dish and i'll give it i'll give it to all of you right now it couldn't be easier what you do is you go what i recommend is going to a really good Butcher shop, like Iowa Meat Farms or wherever, and getting the hottest link sausage that you can get, right? Yeah. So a hot link, get like two or three of them. Cut the casing off and take that link sausage and ground it up like ground beef, right? Then you make your, whichever pasta you want. Usually the small, uh, is a gosh, I'm mind like a Paninis? Dip. Yeah, you know, just something like that. With a little marinara, but you use this spicy sausage as kind of the base. a little oregano, a little parmesan. I swear, it's a 10-minute recipe to cook this up. You're just grilling. Cut the meat, like I said, out of the casing and just grill it up like you're grilling up uh, sloppy joes. Pasta, you know that. Seven minutes, right? Boiling water, you're good. And bring it all together. Holy cow, it's the best. So, yeah, an Italian Thanksgiving, forget it. Like, have... Turkey and ham, or whatever. Later, fire up the lasagna, good to go. Yeah, my grandmother, my mom's mom, sweetest lady in the world. Goddamn, the worst cranberries. Uh, My throat's, my throat is contracting. Right, completely
1: go the other way.
2: No, my throat is contracting right now. Just remembering, and but the great thing in my family was, like, you were immediately open season. Yeah, Jesus. Trying to kill us here? We're like seven. We're just laying out my grandmother. God, get me! God, get free. God, grab his, shit. And my poor grandmother, she made him like three years in a row. And we're just like, oh, okay. And she's like, no, I figured out what the problem was. No, you didn't. God. Die, you didn't figure out the problem <laughs> and then she stopped and we lit her up for the next 17 years Jeez. my poor grandmother was like 84 and she was not in good health and she's not well yeah. she would show up for thanksgiving and we'd be like god damn it's great to see you and it's better to see that you're empty-handed none of those bullshit cranberries <laughs> hey that's enough
1: yeah, all the time. No, I remember. It's funny that you say that. I remember when I lived in in Nashville. I had an aunt and uncle mm-hmm. who we spent a lot of holidays with, and it was my my grandmother's a younger brother and his wife, and they okay. were very very wealthy. Nice. And well, what, what made you nervous? Because you'd go to their house, and they had the kitchen staff. Mm-hmm. They had mm-hmm. the people that brought the food out. You know, wow. You had, they had three people working while you're eating. Okay. That wasn't the big deal for me. Was. You sit down, and as a little kid, I mean, I'm talking like the age you said, seven, eight, nine yeah. years old, and you got three forks. And oh, you, And you have right. three spoons, and you have a spoon in front of the plate. Yeah. And you're like, I'm looking around like, who's going to give me tips on which one I'm yeah. supposed to eat with? You get all confused. No one ever told me how to, how to go. I never took an etiquette class. No. Just, you just grab the fork, you grab the spoon. You spoon. Go. Yeah, yeah. Spoon, spoon if there's soup. Okay, that, that's about it. <laughs> that's it. But man, I'm so fucking confused and didn't understand how it worked. And then, man, you get in the car on the way home, and my mom would lay into me get for here. fucking it up. And I was like, "Well, I don't remember you ever telling me. Why don't you sit next to me and point this right. one, this one, on how to fucking do it?" Save it. It there was some,
0: <laughs> some goddamn
1: stress on, yeah. uh, on just eating fucking dinner. What the yeah. hell? It doesn't matter for crying out yeah. loud.
2: I I think that then my sort- mom
1: wrapped me up in a blanket of smallpox and we went home. <laughs>
2: You out? Oh, fuck. Let you sleep in the backyard yeah. next to the chickens? Jesus. Says, <laughs> so you keep it up, you're not getting a tetanus shot. That's, <laughs>
1: it was, it was, it was that, but that kind of thing, you, you panic. Because you're going, is yeah. everybody looking at me? One, and two, it's, I knew my mom was looking. Forget about the elbows on the table bullshit. God, that was nothing. You grab the wrong spoon or fork in the wrong order. Oh, you're going to hear about it in the car. That That's ridiculous.
2: Yeah. I, I'm sorry. If you... If you live your life like that, you're just a sacky shit. <laughs> <laughs> like, really? You're not any fun. Nobody likes you. I mean, if you're, if you're that age, nine, and you know which one of those three forks, I'm going to jam it right in your throat.
1: <laughs> like, you, did you ever take, like, a, a what's it called? A cotillion class? Is that what they were called? I remember no, leaving no. to Beaver, they had to take it. Yeah, they, no. They had to take, like, a dancing classes. And- God, no proper way of, of when you when you when you
2: dance and everything else and i was like no, i never took classes like that Save i don't know it. if they even exist now i will say this uh my son's here tonight in for fourth grade god it was so funny they were in elementary school and their fourth grade teacher was fantastic yeah we loved her and uh but she had this thing it was just her thing that she liked and uh they had to learn to do the waltz. Okay. In fourth grade. So the guys and the girls. God dang. These two guys would come home. Oh, what are we doing? But you got to touch a girl. That was a big deal, right? Well, I mean, you're eight. Yes. I mean, girls, it's like touching, you know. Yeah, I understand. A snake.
1: You're not getting action. My point is you're touching a girl, which is yeah. like a lot of guys wouldn't even talk to girls, or it wasn't right. cool to talk to a girl.
2: No, but it was so cool. It was at a time when my sons were wearing suits because their <laughs> grandfather sold uh, men's it. clothes. Yeah. So they both show up and they got these amazing suits on. My one son's got a derby on. He's looking, and they were great. They were. I mean, they did an amazing yeah. job. And uh, I see him. I go, "Hey, man, you did great, Dude, That was the biggest bunch of garbage." Like they just. <laughs> and I said, "Well." You've got a great teacher. She really hasn't asked anything all year, and I said she was incredibly proud. Uh, yeah. Katie McGovern, who went to college with Katie Temple, and, really. and is just as great. Still friends today. That's the fun thing, Dave, is you have certain teachers that um, you know you meet in your kid's life, yeah. and when you're still friends with them afterwards, I just think it's the nicest compliment to the teacher and and there's a handful of my son's teachers uh sandy crawford kathy zamello uh karen van wolven you know katie mcgovern uh, neil shannon i mean these guys they're just you remember i mean you remember the teachers that made an impact on your life and and i'm always thankful to them but the ones that make the impact on your kid's life my gosh man you can't hold them in any higher regard
1: you know what's funny is I don't remember I remember about two or three teachers. You do a better job than I do when you talk about your childhood and your teachers that Yeah, that, I that remember made, a lot that, of my that teachers that made a difference. I remember when my my younger boys were growing up here in East Lake and Luis Castillo who used to, you know, play with the Chargers. Remember yeah, of course. Lineman? His fiance later became his wife was one of the teachers in the school. And oh. All of a sudden, I mean, she was smoking hot. You got yeah. every dad, hey, I'll take the kids to school yeah, today. You right? know, it became yeah. one of those deals. Hey, I'm going to walk them in. Like, you don't need to walk them in. You just drop them off right here. No, no, I'll, I'll walk them in. Yeah. Every guy trying to get a no. look in the neighborhood. See what's going on.
2: Yeah, <laughs> see what's going see what's on. Going on. No, I, uh, like, I'm trying to think. So I got here. I went to Earl Warren, which was so screwed up. I lived in Cardiff, and all of our... All my buddies, we lived right there. We were five minutes from Oak Crest Junior High School, but they were busing us to Solana Beach to Earl Warren, which is funny because, like, Doug Silva, who's a world-class surfer, Judd yeah. Bushler, uh, a few other guys, you know, were down there. And uh, and then we all came to San Diego. But when I got to San Diego, like, there were a few teachers that were... Okay. Yeah. Like, by goddamn, Dave, the coaches that we had there. So we had Craig Bell, who was at San Diego and eventually went to Rancho Buena Vista, opened RBV, and had great success. Uh, Steve Armstrong, Danny Field, John Cannon, Fritz Muelthaler, Ed Wiley, uh, Mike Davis, Lonnie Madrid. <laughs> Lonnie had this voice. Did it- These fucking guys were so good to me. Like, were literally so good to me when I had no time for any of the teachers. And uh, so then when the show worked or anything else, man, I all the time on KFMB or anywhere we went, I used to always call those guys out. I just I those guys are family to me, man. They yeah, they I'm sure Josh would say the same thing, that there are. You look back at your math teacher, like my favorite English teacher. We had a guy, Mike Mangan. Goddamn guy it's looked, amazing that you remember their first names. I just remember oh, the yeah. last names. Mike Mangan looked like Charles Manson. Yeah. And he <laughs> he was our English teacher, and he would stand up on the desk. So the desk, he was the first guy I remember that made everybody put the desk in a circle. So we were in a circle and he would, he did all these wild things. Like he, he, not like hard, but he'd like throw the, uh, you know, like throw a tennis ball, Dave, you're up. Tell me what yeah. you thought of this book of mice and men. What'd you think? Boom, throw it over somewhere. Dave, throw it to anybody you want. And you would throw it and the conversation would go like this and it was engaging and it was great. And like I said, he, he felt like a teacher out of a movie where you're like, nobody does that. Amazing guy. Two years later, he's banging a 17 year old and he's out of the school. Damn it, Mike!
1: Dude, my homeroom teacher did the same thing. Yeah, in, in high school, my homeroom teacher did the same thing, and then he left teaching and he lived in Coronado for the last like ten years. Found him on Facebook.
2: Well, we had another teacher that uh, that uh, <laughs> Eddie Vedder called out. Um, it was very funny. Eddie Vedder, when he was at San Diego, he was Eddie Mueller, and he tells his story on Stern. About being there, and he mentions one of the teachers, and I won't mention the teacher's name. I, I don't know if they're still alive or dead, but he had an impact on on Vetter. Shit, that guy was hooking up with students. Yeah. yeah that went wild, rampant at San Diego man. Yeah. We had a bunch of those guys. That is Those Encinitas Beach girls were the kryptonite for those guys. Dude, I had a chemistry teacher in high school that
1: basically kidnapped a kid, took him over the border from L.A., to she, Tijuana, she did. It was a she. Oh, wow. And took a kid over the border and married him.
2: Man. <laughs> Man is right. Like, what the hell's going on? I had this teacher, Judy Henry. Yeah. Judy Henry was the English teacher. She was older, blonde, but I mean, like, older, like, probably in her 50s at that time. And Dave, she would full on rub your shoulders, do this whole thing. So, with this English class, And we would write like these, me, my buddy Scott King yeah, um, from Family Feud. Yeah. And a couple other guys, Scott Everett, a couple other guys that were in this class. She would always be like rubbing our shoulders. And then I think she had like a guilty conscience because we were the only ones putting any effort into the class. And everybody else would get like a B plus. And old perv Judy gave us all C minuses. Really? It's like, what the hell is that for? I guess because we didn't take her to bullies for happy hour. Sorry. Sorry that I'm 16. I got 250 belt drives. Sorry. Yeah. Can you put it on the back of that Nighthawk? God, I didn't even have it then. 16. Licking dishes at the Triton. Yeah. God damn it, Judy. And now she's gone. May she rest in peace. She died? Really? Yeah, she oh, died. That's it.
1: Oh man, that is.
2: <laughs> yeah, there's no way you could be a teacher. No way, not one guy in our group could be a teacher. It is. Yeah, that's true. Not one guy. Yeah. No way. For just save it. That's... There's nobody in that group. Where, uh, forget it.
1: Yeah. Right. I remember in uh in fourth grade, I had Mr. Rust was my fourth grade teacher. <laughs> yeah. And then I changed schools in fifth grade. I don't yeah. know why it was like this in Tennessee. In Tennessee, you went to the same school from. Uh, kindergarten all the way to fourth grade. Then you went to a different school for fifth and sixth. Yeah, a different we had that. school for seven and eight. Yep. Then high school.
2: Right. Minneapolis had the You're same. You're moving thing. around
1: like crazy. It's and, crazy. And so I went from Mr. Rust to uh, Mrs. Brown and they got married. Oh. And, and two different schools. Rust Brown. Yeah. <laughs> but Mrs. Rust was cool as hell. <laughs> <laughs> Mrs. Brown Rust. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mr. Rust was mean as hell, dude. Because he, he, you could hit kids back then. Tenant, what? A, a giant like those college paddles like kevin bacon's oh. getting hit with an animal house you got hit all the time in the south my mom for some reason when you you register the kids yeah, you, are you okay with the uh, teachers hitting your kid she signed off why would you sign what off What the hell is going on with her got it twice i got it got it twice second but grade did i have a grown man fork. yeah yeah second uh. grade i got it twice it dude it hurt so bad i couldn't even sit for the rest of the yeah, day Yeah, because
2: those guys are freaks they're yeah. all pedophiles Dude, my,
1: my sister, her senior year, got caught ditching school. And they yeah, that doesn't her. Shock me. No, my, my sister, of Poor course. Poor Ernie.
2: Yeah. I didn't even know what he got <laughs> in
1: So, Dude, she, without a doubt, she, it didn't shock us at all. But the, her punishment was either a three-day suspension because she's okay. trying to get into college. She didn't want a suspension on a record. Yeah. Or a grown man can, can paddle her. What? Yeah, right? And, of course, she took the paddle. And I'm like, it's so bizarre to think of a grown man hitting a 17-year-old girl.
2: Yeah. Like, there's something wrong. Well, see, here's the thing. Here's the funny thing about your sister. Lisa is fantastic. But Lisa's beautiful, man. Like, Lisa looks like she walked out of a, like, dynasty, right? Yeah. But she's so goddamn cool and so funny but I know for a fact, Dave. She had have gotten away with. I asked her when yeah. she was sitting in here. I'm like, you had have yeah. gotten. She goes, I got away with everything. Oh, she did. She did, right? Because she, she always was always was, pretty,
1: dude. She, yeah,
2: man, <laughs> right, Dave. She wasn't one of those like. Sometimes you yeah. see girls and you go, uh, like in junior high or whatever. You go, oh, yeah. okay, and then all of a sudden they hit nineteen or twenty, yeah. and you go, my goodness, look
1: at that. No, she was. She she always drew attention. Yeah, and she's four years older than me, but she always drew attention. God, it she's was. Funny. Yeah, she got away with it. Ton. My mom, always was. <laughs> but she knows it. She but, admits it. Dude, my parents would say it. My, I remember my, my parents would say, "We have one good-looking kid and one kid that's good at sports." <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> that's what they introduce us. Jesus. And I'd go, all right. I could. Would catch- you always say Lisa's not that good at sports? Yeah, yeah, Lisa couldn't catch a ball to save her life. So it's, uh, it was always like, all right, whatever. There's only one day, man, in my life that I could say that that <laughs> that. That's unbelievable. That, that I actually said I was the favorite. One day. I think. One day. One day. And I feel bad I'm going to tell the story with your son in the room. But anyway, then, care. I'll tell you the, the one day was my sister dated a guy who was a year older than her, went to school like at the University of St. Louis. Okay. And this is when the police were big and the guy looked like, guy oh, yeah. St- guy looked like Sting. And so okay. it, it was a big deal to her. And she tells my dad, hey, after school on Friday, I'm driving to St. Louis and I'm spending the weekend with this guy. My dad goes, no, you aren't. And and I start like walking out of my room. I can't believe this conversation either. Like, are you in your mind? How old is she? She's 17. Okay. And she's going to drive five hours after school from Nashville to St. Louis to spend a weekend with her boyfriend in college. Wow. And he goes, you aren't doing that. She goes, I am doing that. And she draws a line in the sand and she goes, (laughs) her comeback line was the worst line of all time. She'd be the worst attorney ever. Yeah. What do you think I'm going to do? Go to St. Louis and fuck his brains out and I went I'm number 1. I put my hands that's up in there. And my dad's like that's exactly what I think you're going to do. Wait till your mom gets home. One of the one of those months. Yeah. And man, I remember we sit down at dinner that night and it man, you could feel the tension in there. And my mom's telling her you're out of your mind. There's no way yeah. in hell you're going to St. Louis. And my sister for some reason gets an idea when my mom turns her back, she's clearing the table. She takes this huge pitcher of water. She walks behind my mom. She's going to dump it on my mom's head. Oh, my goodness. It was like my mom had eyes in the back of her head, man. She turned around, turned that pitcher on top of her head so fast. And God, I remember my sister sitting in the dining room crying with ice cold water. Took the ice bucket challenge right there in the, in the <laughs> goddamn dining room. But Look at it, Ruth. But it was the only one day. I, think that I can think of my entire life where I was like, all right, I'm the favorite today. God. Because my sister completely blew it.
2: I never had anything like that. Did like your it,
1: brother or your sister never just, uh, sat there and pushed
2: your mom to no, the limit? No, my problem was my brother was such a punk. Like my my grandmother that I was talking about earlier. Like my brother's pretty mellow right now, but my when he was little, oh my god, they said he was just rotten. <laughs> he was and, rotten. That's he what they tell, used to tell he him he all the time. <laughs> they like did. Not even a bad yeah. Food, bad oh apple, my god, was, it was so great. My mom said that when I was born. I was in, like, uh, she goes, I was, like, three weeks old. Yeah. And we had these hardwood floors. And I'd be in that, you know, like kind of like a car seat, but, like, it's not a car, whatever, like that. And my mom, like, the phone would ring. She'd go answer. And she'd come back. I'd be tipped upside down. (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And she, my mom... Like she was young, right? With three kids, single mom. And she's like, God, I'd lose my mind. And she goes, he'd sit there with this stupid little look on his face. So I'd turn you back up. And she goes, you didn't make any noise. I didn't even know your little arms swimming, right? And she goes, asshole. I'd leave and I'd come back like 15 minutes later. And you'd be upside down again. Oh my God, so funny. So he got my grandmother. Does he remember any of this? Does he oh, recall yeah, it? He great. does recall it. Did he hate your no, he- guts? I I don't know. I think it was just a dick.
1: Well, <laughs> well, he became the middle child as soon as you were born.
2: Yeah. No, he's just so. My grandmother said that when he was like three, he was like three, and he, <laughs> she goes, he made me so mad, I spanked him. Can you imagine grandmother spanking anybody? No. I go, you should have spanked him again, right? So he would hear all these stories and just die laughing. And she got so mad at him, she yelled at him, get in the bedroom. My grandmother was like 70 at the time. And my brother turns around age three and tells her, you don't have to think you're so important. And he storms <laughs> off into the room. And my grandmother goes, God dang. She goes, I laughed and laughed. Who the hell is this a yeah. little jerk? Who's <laughs> this is <a> little jerk? <laughs> she said he wore these. Tough skin jeans. I wear the same ones. Because my grandmother worked at Sears. Oh, cool. And oh my God, Dave, it was the funniest thing ever. Because we would get together at Thanksgiving and it was just roast my brother of who he was, but he was like (laughs) two and three. And yeah, then by the time he was like, I don't know, seven or something, I don't know what they did to him, but he figured it out. (laughs) he Just rotten. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, they but they would say it to him right there in front of him. His girlfriend, or oh, he was awful. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the it, best. Oh, my God. All right, so if, what would hurt you more? Because you had a good relationship with your grandmother like I did. Your yeah. mom getting mad at you or your grandmother getting mad at you?
2: It's it's always why I tell my sons all the time. I'm like, you better not let your mom get mad at you. You never want to let your mom cry. Never. Yeah. Although when I moved to London, I yelled at her the whole time. But that was a different situation. <laughs> um. Did your grandmother ever get mad at you and you felt like you I disappointed her? I don't think so. I had a great relationship with my grandmother. Like, we literally hung out every Saturday. So we would go. Uh, I would take the bus, man, to downtown Minneapolis. Yeah. It's so crazy now to think about this. I would take the bus <laughs> to downtown Minneapolis. I was like 9 or 10. My grandmother and I would go to Woolworth and have lunch. And we'd have lunch. I was I sitting to my son all the time. We'd get like this crazy big piece of baked fish, like fishing, you know, like, yeah, the, yeah. like it looks like a filet of fish, yeah. like that. And you get potatoes and a salad and like a piece of German chocolate cake. And I would do the same thing every time I would walk down. There was a newsstand called Schinders, which Dave was like in the middle of the the red light district yeah. of Minneapolis. My mom, grandmother, hey, go go ahead. I know you're eight walk it right with hookers and strip bars. I mean, it's a Saturday at 11 in the morning, but I would go to Schinders because I had an allowance or whatever. And my son's a wrestling fan. So he and I talked about this. I could get like ring magazine boxing and like inside wrestling. And then I'd go to the Minneapolis library and I'd hang out, read great brain, cyclopedia Brown, all these different things. And I'd circle back and come back and meet my grandmother at like three o'clock and she and I'd hang out for like an hour and a half in downtown Minneapolis. Always this time of year, Christmas yeah. was great. And then uh and then I go home and yeah. take the bus home. How old were you at this time, you think? Uh shit, Dave. I did it from the time I was eight till probably yeah. thirteen. Wow. That, every that, Saturday. Yeah. Like she and I did the same routine every Saturday. It was great. That's kind of cool. That 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 that's very cool. And I would stay over at her house on Saturday night. And she loved. I, I've said this. She loved watching the Lawrence Welk show because her brother, who was an old drunk, <laughs> uh, her her brother's. I got to think about how this worked. My grandmother's niece married a guy, and this guy's brother was the singer on the Lawrence Welk oh, wow. show, the blonde guy, Tom Netherton total tool yeah (laughs) but my god because tom netherton was six degrees of kevin bacon from from our family uh you know he had a watch yeah he was mr something and then uh (laughs) and then on sunday morning my grandmother would watch robert Shuler with ed arnold and even in minneapolis man wow we'd watch she'd want to watch robert schuler and then at eleven o'clock, I got my turn, and it was AWA Championship Wrestling with the great Roger Kent yelling, yeah. "Everything should be barred." Gene Oakland, Marty O'Neill, yeah, uh, Jesse Ventura, the Crusher, and I just I'd watch AWA wrestling yeah. every Sunday from eleven to noon at my grandmother's, and then be Viking football.
1: Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's cool. I, I was always curious to know. There's nothing like good grandparents. If you got a good right. grandparent, man, it, it really is is great. I remember, because I lived with my grandmother through high school, but I was oh, yeah. closer with her before I moved to Nashville when I was six years old. I used to yeah. le- leave the house at six in the morning and go right around the block. She lived but directly behind us.
2: Is there anything food-wise... That oh, yeah. you think of
1: that immediately makes you flash back to it, that time. She always she always made the same thing for me. I, as soon as I went over, she boiled two Hebrew National hot dogs. Okay. With ketchup or mustard on the side, depending sure. on what I wanted that day, and then she set out the glass of milk with four Oreo cookies. And right. That, that was always set up. uh always, always set up that way. So, but it was it was. She had one of those TVs that was weird as hell. That you would walk in the house and somebody would like throw their keys on the couch. Yeah. And it would change the channel. Like it was like what kind of remote so was going on?
2: Yeah, my uh, my grandparents were divorced, which was really kind of wild. Yeah, it's unusual usually. Yeah, especially yeah. back then. And so uh, my grandfather, I didn't I didn't know my dad's parents. My my parents had a really bad divorce, and I really didn't know my dad's parents. And my mom didn't want me to be. I, I mean, it's the one biggest thing I hold against my mom. Is that she punished my dad's family for their breakup? Yeah. My uncle Jim's been uh, coached Derek Rubner in high school yeah. football. My uncle Jim's been longtime Minnesota football coach, an amazing guy. My aunt Maxine, who lived in Minneapolis. amazing. And they, these would have been great people for me, and I wasn't even allowed to see them. But um, so I didn't, know, I didn't know really anybody on my dad's side, but my mom's dad because i didn't have a dad was a huge male influence on me and dave i'm telling you i have flashbacks all the time my my sons and i love driving the strand yeah from coronado to ib there's a certain point where you see all the motorhomes that are right there on the strand beach and my grandfather and i he had a like a motorhome yeah and he would bring it to the lake in minneapolis and it was the same thing like, he'd come down, pick me up, or I'd take, like, the Greyhound and meet him up there. And, Dave, like you said with your grandmother, he would do the chocolate carnation malted milk, like, those Ovaltine mix. Yeah. Insane, dude. And it's like you see certain things, and you go, oh, my God, it flashes yeah. me right back. He, would, he had one of those griddles, like the hot plate. Yeah. And he'd make eggs and bacon in the morning. The carnation... And then on the boat to go fishing, son of a bitch! This guy cleaned fish like he was Bobby Flay. <laughs> and uh, Yeah, man, grandparents are important. Yeah, grandparents are important. Did you know your grandfather?
1: No, that's why I'm named after. My grandfather died right before I was oh, born, man. so uh, it, you know it was basically my my grandmother who, when I left Tennessee after ninth grade and moved back to California at fifteen, yeah, she was in her eighties, so it was just it was her and me. But she never gave me like a curfew, so I got in, I got in trouble. Like right at the beginning when she's I first, your dad's mom, my dad's mother. Okay, and my dad always said he goes he have a much better relationship with my mom than I ever did, and not funny. It, it, it's really kind of funny the way it worked out. Um, that he felt that way, and it was true. We were we were extremely close. So it, it's funny you bring up her name because tomorrow for Thanksgiving we're using her silverware and plates your plate
2: your table looks beautiful yes. man I, my just wife saw said it. It. I told rita
1: i go it's fantastic i haven't seen that stuff in over 30 years wow do you it remember all. it i do as soon as rita pulled it out but she wow. goes uh th- this is tomorrow we're, we're going to bring your grandmother's stuff out so i said all right um so so my my first day of high school <clears throat> okay and I'm, I'm in a computer class and the guy, person's trying to teach us how to to type something out in a word document sure. and then send it to the printer and then go get it and turn it in it was just just like a uh, first day easy yeah. stuff we all had the exact same paragraph to type out <laughs>
2: okay yeah
1: and all of a sudden the bell rings and it's time to go to the next class so i say to my friend rob who i just met two minutes ago hey rob print out two copies and we'll just turn it in i gotta get to the next class and so he prints out two well rob made a uh, a mistake okay oh. well we both had the same mistake and it wasn't a big deal. I mean, God dang, we're just yeah. just, it wasn't any thought that goes into anything. It was just, yeah. can you type send it to the printer? Right. Fuck. They call my grandmother. Hey, just let you know, we caught your kid, your grandson, cheating today. Day one. Uh, she, she didn't talk to me for two weeks. Really? Made it sound like I robbed a bank. I was <laughs> like, it was the craziest damn thing. So yeah. So my senior year of high school, I already knew what college I was going to by October of my senior year. Okay. Okay. It was it was down to five different schools. I was either going to I was going Alabama's where I thought I was going. I ended up going wow. to San Diego State, but I applied to San Diego State. It was all set up. I only showed up to school my senior year on either days I had tests, or, of course, or, or games. Yeah. So if we had a basketball or baseball game, I showed up. Right. And um, sure enough, <laughs> sure enough, we get my report card comes in after I graduated already, okay. and it says I missed seventy two days of school, and I did oh, miss seventy two days yeah. of school. And she's like, it says you missed 72 days. I go, that is ridiculous. Do you think they would have let me graduate if I missed 72 days? <laughs> Come on, Grandma. And then she's like, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. They're going to let you graduate. If you missed no. 72 days. I mean, God dang. So that, But that, that one time, man, she never looked at me the same way, I think, because
2: of the school calling her saying we caught him cheating. So what was the rela- – I know what the relationship was with Josh and Jake with – Rita's parents. Yeah, super close. Amazing. Yeah. What was their relationship like with your dad and with your mom? Um, I don't say it wasn't great. It wasn't
1: the same. I will say that. They weren't as, as sure. good a grandparents. as grandparents. As, as you know, we, people like, you, you like guys like Stephen Woods and, and Sean Waltreff who have little kids.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, there's nothing like having great grandparents. Your mom sounds like just a great oh, yeah. grandmother
2: to but your But she's your the sons. one out of the four. Okay. They're all four still alive. And they all have access to the to the boys. Yeah, I mean that's my, a shame. They're missing my father in law is in Chicago, so yeah. it's tougher for him. And he genuinely tries. Yeah, he really does. He's a wonderful guy. He's nuts, but he's great. Yeah. But um, my dad just doesn't. He look, my dad's more of a friend to everybody than he was ever a dad, and he doesn't know anything about being a dad. So how can he figure out being a grandfather? Yeah, um, he loves them. Yeah, wants to know everything going on in their life and what the whole deal is. But like the idea of them going and hanging out with him for a weekend, Could like you put
1: I, them on a train. Can you imagine putting your kids on a train and saying you're going to stay with your grandfather for a couple days? Yeah, no, that
2: no. <laughs> Downtown L.A. drop them off at Union Station, right? Like no way. But um, and same thing with my former mother-in-law. Yeah, who's just you know her Dave, the coolest yeah. lady. She just has different things going on. Look, man, for me, I'm very selfish. It gives me more time with them. Yeah. Because I always say, and their mom always says, "Damn, if I lost you all weekend to your grandparents, like my mom was a single mom with three kids, yeah. it's like she needed a chance to recharge the battery, of course, but uh but yeah, no, I don't know, uh, but listen yeah. it's it's my dad's loss, it's my mother- in- law's loss, yeah um their my father- in- law, like I said, he lives in Chicago, but he's he's great to him he yeah. he loves him, and they talk a lot on the phone. And then yeah, my mom's awesome.
1: It's funny. Josh is talking about going back to Nashville at the beginning of next year, and yeah. he, it's up in there a little bit. But he said, man, one of the main reasons I want to do it is because he thinks my mother needs someone there. Like she's, my my dad died yeah, almost three years that'll ago. That'll
2: make him nuts in two weeks. And I love your mom. I you know I I I don't disagree
1: with the fact she's depressed. Ah, oh, uh, that bums me uh, out. Uh, uh, I mean. I mean, me basically, her husband of 50 years killed himself right in front of her. And so yeah. she she hasn't been the same. So he's like, and I started thinking, I go, man, my grandmother said me moving in with her at the end of her life was the best thing
2: I ever. Oh, that's her. fantastic. Yeah. Oh,
1: funny. That's I, Rita fantastic. asked me today, right before you walked in, she goes, do you remember your last conversation? I said, I do. I remember I saw her in the hospital yeah, and I drove up from San Diego and the last thing she said to me was, you look good. And, oh, uh, that's nice. and that, that was and then she she died a couple of days later of a, of a staph infection. But, um,
2: yeah, we had a great relationship.
1: I mean, out of yeah. all the family members I've ever had, her and I by far had the best relationship, much more than my mother and father.
2: Well, Josh is so mellow and he can roll with everything. You know, Dave, I, I rescind what I said. I actually think it'd be great for him. I really do. Your mom's so funny. She's been nothing but great to me for 20-plus years. Because
1: my parents liked you better than they liked me all along. <laughs> it was obvious. It was ridiculous. I
2: loved your dad. He was awesome. But your mom's always been great. Your whole family's been great. Rita's family's been great to me. But, you know, man, I just look back, and I remember Nashville is such a great city. Hell, yeah, man. Not like if, if you know, six months or a year, but I I bet, I mean— People thought I was nuts when I moved to London because I yeah. really had never stayed with my dad. God damn it's one of the best things I ever did in my life. It yeah. really is one of the best things I ever did. So
1: you feel that trip to that, that time when you moved
2: to London kind of started your relationship with your dad? Uh, well, but, it's funny because I was just sharing with my sons the other day. So I moved there, and then, uh, like the third day, just as a fight fan, I knew this guy uh, Mickey Duff. I knew the name, longtime British fight promoter, and I found his office down at sixty-six Wardour Street. I still remember it, nineteen eighty-seven. So whatever that is, goddamn, thirty-three years later, right? Sixty-sixty-six, and I, and I just walked in, and um, like I've said this story before, it was just full of cigar smoke, yeah, and a bunch of old guys, and I'm you know nineteen from California with long hair and. I just said, Hey, I want a job and so it was twenty five pounds, two beers and a sandwich, and I sold tickets and then they gave me a seat to the fight and I was doing that three or four nights a week. And my dad was like, Shit, I never see it. Came here to live with me, but (laughs) but he was stoked. So I had a couple hundred pounds a week. He and we were going out and I could buy him lunch and he knew I was having a blast and then my good buddy Mike Paoli came over and we went out on the trains for, shit, seven weeks through Paris and down to Madrid and Barcelona and Lisbon and go to the Louvre and, you know, Arc de Triomphe and all this shit. You're like, damn, somebody else probably deserves it, but they're not here. See the Mona Lisa? Yeah. And Dave, I just think what I, what I was saying to my sons the other night is you come back and you realize, man, you don't know everything. No. You have to play the game by other people's rules and... Mike and I were easy to adapt, pretty cool, and had a lot of laughs. And uh, yeah, it was great, yep. best thing ever. I I would recommend that for anybody. Get away, get out of your comfort zone for six months or a year, and you just come back, you feel a lot better. Your, your cool. perspective is really really good.
1: You know, a couple things. Uh, the show we last show we did a couple days ago, it was it was just it was nothing to do with sports. And so if you yeah. tune in and you go, well, what did Dave and Jeff know about some of the baseball stuff that's going on? The Charlie Morton thing, I I oh, knew yeah. I knew what was happening before it was announced the next day, and I wanted to uh, to bring it up, tell you that Charlie Morton's going to the Braves. How about but that, there there are a couple notes. I'll, I just want to fire through, and we'll, we'll we'll get through the rest of the show. But uh, Blue Jays Chase and Justin Turner. uh. And so uh, the the Blue Jays have gone after a couple Dodgers, as you know, in the last few years.
2: Vlad Jr. cut 40 pounds, though, said he wants to play third base again. I don't think they care what he wants. (laughs) I mean, remember
1: when Guerrero Jr. was ranked higher than Tatis Jr. Yeah. And it's not even close on uh, which player is better right now. Uh, Talk you Darvish, Brad Hand, Francisco Lindor going to the Dodgers with Corey Seager possibly moving to third base. Wow. And so uh, some of the stuff that's going on there, they said they, they're still chasing Arenado, but Chris Bryant's a fallback, and Chris Bryant also getting chased by the Red Sox. So it looks like after Theo left that the the Cubs and Hoyer are going to do the whole rebuilding process. Might as well, right? Right.
2: Might as well. So Clear it out. It would be nuts
1: yeah. if they brought you Darvish back, wouldn't it?
2: Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no reason to do that.
1: Kind of yeah. crazy. The The Rays not getting Charlie Morton now. They say Snell is on the trade block. Yeah. Maybe Coach was on <laughs> hey, to <gotta> tell
2: you, <laughs> Dave. How high do you go? Do you put Gore in a deal to get him?
1: I think Gore is the one you don't, right? I mean, we've been thinking about Gore forever. I can't nah. understand. I mean, I think all Blake of us. Snell is pretty special, right? He is very special. Aren't we all thinking that why wasn't Gore called up? Like, what happened with Gore yeah. last year? How did Patino get called up before Gore?
2: I I look at, it, I go, if if that's the price to get Snell, I'm going to get Snell. And so, because well, you know what he's, you know what he's going to do. I look at, it and I go, man, this is your window right now. Yeah, um, he makes I'm, ten million a
1: year. He's three years left on the contract.
2: God damn, he immediately slides right in. Yes. I, I mean, I, I'm sorry, man. You're, you're not going to get him for Luke Casey, and uh, what I see the other day, like when these goddamn blogs, and they're like, well, they need catching, so maybe Mahia, and maybe Morejon. Oh, shut up. Give me a break! You guys want to take that guy? No,
1: you're talking about probably giving up Patino and Weathers and another guy.
2: Yeah, yeah, and that's the price, man. I I make that call, and I I go heavy. You, 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 the you know what? Now. You need him.
1: I mean, straight up, you need him. You, you absolutely know you can contend. need him. You just need pitching. Yeah, it's. Uh, they said Seattle. This is Seattle's chance to jump in and grab him because that's his hometown and that's where he wants to go. But still, you have them for three years. Three years, you have them under control. Well,
2: and the thing is, too, though, Dave, after those three years, I mean, I get it that uh, you're going to have to figure out something for Tatis. But after those three years, Myers is off the books and the number for Hosmer becomes a lot different. Yep. And so now you go, okay, well, I got to figure out Tatis. We know where we're at with Machado. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't think FAM's here. Do you go make a run at Hunter Renfro, was DFA? Uh, that's
1: funny. I meant to bring that up too. That really surprised me. I don't think the Padres have interest in him. I think the, the, the Padres seem more interested if they're going to jump to an outfielder. They're going to go after Brantley, who's who played well, I love great. That. Yeah, played great. Man, I think I call Renfro. I think I call uh, Renfro. Man, the what, guy what played. About, what about Jock Peterson? You have any interest in him? Um. Hit like thirty six home runs two years ago.
2: I know, but two years ago, what did he hit last year though, like two eleven. And so yeah, but he's always going to hit low,
1: but he's going to put has a chance of putting the ball out.
2: I think I might. Uh, I think I call Renfro because I think Renfro. I can. I mean, I, I. Look, you can go fam and left, right, and who's who else is the why am I mind blanked there was well
1: Profar is a free agent.
2: A Profar is a free agent. Man, I I. I might give Renfro a call. That'd be interesting. Yeah. I
1: wonder how surprised he was that they... It had to have been. Right? It
2: had to have been. Uh, I'm, I think I'm giving him a call. Really, I mean, he played well here. He hit... I mean, he couldn't hit for shit after he got rid of... No. Uh, after he got rid After got
1: rid of Reyes.
2: Yeah. Yeah, which is uh, very strange. But now... Um, 29 years old. What the fuck is Reyes? Why am I mind blown? Fran Mill? God, I could not think of that guy's name. Yeah, when Franmil left, you really thought it opened up the door. I don't know, man. I, I'd give him a call. I, mean, I think there's still a something there, and I don't think it's going to cost you much to get him. No, it unless, won't cost you much at all. Unless there was just something where you said uh, he just he doesn't have it upstairs. But Could you see him with the Giants, right? Yeah. Right? You
1: go. This guy's yeah. going to with the guy in yeah. Angels. Yeah, Giants, uh, Angels, Pirates,
2: Pirates, <laughs> Twins. <laughs> He'll be a twin. He'll be, He'll a, be a twin in 10 years when he's 38, <laughs> like every other guy they've seen.
1: Hey, want to mention Thrive Fantasy. Look, if you have not figured out what we're talking about, if you haven't understood what we're talking about during the show or on Twitter, so many people have have jumped in. I love the fact that our listeners are playing Thrive oh, Fantasy yeah. right now. ThriveFantasy.com is the way to go. It makes every game extremely exciting. Don't forget on Thursday, two games. The Steelers-Ravens uh, game is going to be moved, so you're going to have two games. For uh, Thanksgiving, you get a chance to play them. But did you, you see
2: play- what it said? You can still play that as part of the Thursday action. It's just the props are going to be held through Sunday. I okay. love the- Thrive put that out tonight. It was Great. really cool what they did.
1: It is so much fun. Again, uh-huh. ThriveFantasy dot You can do it on on your computer. You can do it through the app, which is very easy to use. But you want to take advantage of some of these games, as you know, football season's not going to last forever. Our buddy Dan Williams, man, is cleaning Crushing up it. every single time. It's, it's so it's-
2: nice how he calls and goes, hey, guys, here's what I'm thinking about playing, right? <laughs> I get more calls from the guys telling me my social security number has been disabled than I get from Iron Dan telling me, hey, this is what I'm thinking today.
1: Dude, I had him literally in the it, it, right here last week. And I was saying, Dan, I want to make sure I'm doing this right, thinking this is where he's going to give me tips. Yeah, nothing. No tips. That's how he makes money. Yeah, I just want to kick him in the back Tell as me- he's walking <laughs> in his car. Right in the kitchen <laughs> Right in the kidney, Danny. Ah. Damn it. You're going to sit there and cash in. Thrive Fantasy, again, make sure you use the promo code, though. It's D-A-J-S.
2: Well, it's so much fun, and I've said, look, I feel like they've got $2 windows. They've got $5 windows. You guys know me. I play the $2,500 games. That's how I roll. It's just I roll that money out, and it's awesome. And last week, I thought I was doing good, and I was, at the end of the day, I got a little aggressive and I was 187000 dollars in the hole. But then I rallied back playing LPGA and now I'm right back to even. So don't ask me how I do it. I just got a couple <laughs> of lucky breaks. Um I think you gotta play like you gotta play the at least the ten dollar one, right? Like yes. and I know a lot of you are going, ten dollars, we're playing twenty-five, we're playing fifty. Not gonna I'm not gonna lie. I got a little bit of the crocodile arms when it comes. But whatever you play, 2, 5, 10, 2,500, it is amazing. You have 20 different options. You pick 10 of them as a prop. You gain those points, and then you win. ThriveFantasy.com, your promo code is DAJS. They're going to match that initial deposit, and off you go. Check it out and see how invested you are. Watch tomorrow how much you start screaming at Andy yes. Dalton, and you're like, I've never yelled at Andy Dalton in my life. <laughs> And all the family that is Zooming with you for Thanksgiving is going to be like, I think something happened to David. He's yelling at that redhead. <laughs> he has no soul. He keeps calling him a ginger.
1: <laughs> Speaking of Dan Williams, Dan Williams can help you out this holiday season. Right now, if money is an issue for you, and it is for so many Make sure you give Dan Williams a call. He wants to help you get out of debt. Nothing like being debt-free. Also, he wants to get you out of the rental market, help you find your first home. Dan Williams is the person you need to talk to this holiday season, heading into 2021. Make 2021 a special year because you got this part taken care of. Financially, it's stressful. It is horrible if you're in a situation where you know things aren't good. Dan Williams' number, 858-688-6813. 858-688-6813.
2: David, it couldn't be more important to have it right now because uh, Dan was telling me that he's under the belief, and and I think a lot of people would agree, and Dan's not really a guy that's going to make bold statements, that there are going to be huge initiatives coming for first-time yeah. homebuyers when the Biden administration takes over in January. So what are you doing to make sure that when these – Uh, incentives are there that you're ready to take advantage of it. Man, you go around to the housing market right now, and for rentals, my heart breaks for some of you that are paying huge money. But it's always been this unbelievable down payment. I I swear, Dave, I think if you talk to Dan, again, I, I would defer to him, you may be able to get into a house for about the same amount of money that you put a down payment on a car. Like I I was talking to friends and and they bought a car and I said, um, you know, what'd you put down? Well, I I traded my car in and I put 10 grand down and then off you go. I mean, I don't know, but it it feels like it's about where it's at and you want to make sure that your finances are ready because there are going to be insane opportunities for first-time home buyers, Dave will tell you, I'll tell you, Dan will tell you. Anybody who's ever owned a home, it is the craziest thing. My ex right now is like, I think I got a leak in the bathroom. I had
1: a a leak today.
2: Oh, my gosh, right? You go through the whole thing. I mean, but it's still ultimately your house. It's it's the same. uh, I mean, it's the feeling when you're a parent, all those different things where you go, man, this is mine. This is mine. Nobody else has it. And it's the best feeling in the world. Let Dan Williams help you get there. 858-688-6813.
1: When you're ready to get there and ready to buy that home or start looking for homes, Brian Curry is your guy. Whether you're selling your house and you're looking for a bigger home or smaller home, nobody knows San Diego County better than Brian Curry. A friend of mine is getting brand new keys for the house. No next way. Lake. It is Great. so exciting. For anyone that knows what it's like to finally get your own it's home crazy, and right? they say, hey, you're going to pick up your keys now, and it is the best. Brian Curry yeah. can realize that dream with you. Make sure he's the guy that you talk to, and you have everything in order. You will not be disappointed going through Brian Curry and promise that you're going to use him again and recommend him. He's that good. 619-251-1588. 619-251-1588. I'm
2: not going to lie. Driving around uh half hour before the show. Yeah. My son and I were right down the street from you Dave at uh, right by the AMC yeah right uh, over there and I was saying this is where uh, me, Erica, Lisa, we all stayed at that hotel this is where Erica's drinking Jack Daniels like a maniac <laughs> And all of a sudden I realized right across the street they have built brand new condos yeah and I said, man, look at this thing right? And you start taking a look around, and some of them look beautiful, and windows are open, and you can see the floor plans, and you go, gosh, look at that. That's a beautiful-looking kitchen, the whole thing, and close to the 125, right? Everything's right there. Now, look and go, there's no goddamn place to park. There's literally (laughs) no place to park. And it's the kind of questions that you need Brian Curry on your side, right? Because... I mean, we'd like to think. Can you imagine what Thanksgiving hopefully will be like next year when we all have the appreciation to to have the family back together after what we're all gonna make it through tomorrow? And when people come to visit, there's gotta be a place to park. There's gotta be some place there's no worse feeling. Dave, have you ever had this where at the end of a long day work day where you have to come home and you're not assured that you have a parking place in front of your house? When you live in a big city, you always know what it's like. Yeah. And you may have to drive around and around and around. And you go, oh, man, it's the worst. Well, what if it's for your girlfriend or your wife or your kids? Do you want them parking two blocks away or anything else? Hell no, man. So that's why you look at things and Brian's going to pick the neighborhood. He's going to make sure that you're close to the schools you want, the house that you want. But all those little things that we don't think of, Brian's going to ask the question, you'll be thankful he did.
1: Absolutely. Hey, look, with the holiday season, the best gift for the family, to me, would be a brand-new pool from Tailored May Pools. Alan Taylor can make that happen. Again, Tailored May Pools, you make your backyard a staycation. You all know what it was like this year. How great would it be to have that pool of your dreams right in your backyard? 619-449-4452. 619-449-4452.
2: Well, it's the Thanksgiving special, and I know what's going to happen. I'm going to call Amy, and like she always does, she's going to slam that phone down. I said, two people, not 12. I don't care, Amy. The first 12 people that go cash. Dave, you know what it's going to be? This one, I was inspired by the insanely creepy video that you and Josh did the other day where you guys compared Instagram models. It was creepy. It gets so creepy and uncomfortable, and I couldn't turn it off. And uh, so weird. But I was inspired, and neither one of you said, who's absolutely amazing on Instagram right now. She's got to be 55 years old. Have you seen Elizabeth Hurley? Yeah, she looks great. What the? Why are you whispering, weirdo? Uh,
1: you know what? I keep thinking when you say her name, she's smoking hot. But I keep thinking she's bad in the sack. She goes I don't on my think bad so. Hugh Grant ended up cheating on her with I the ugliest Zach hooker guy. of all time.
2: Yeah, I think that's because he has issues.
1: <laughs> he has hot chick issues.
2: Yeah, he got nervous. Got stage fright. Got the jelly legs. First 12 people, Amy, answer that phone when they call. Don't you say two and done. You say we got room for 10 more. Two and done. Amy will cut your brakes. If she ever (laughs) hits this spot, she's going to be like, what the hell is the matter with you? I freaking love those two. Yeah, just call Amy and go. Hey, I want that Elizabeth Hurley pool. <laughs> David Shepard talking about. It. She'd be like, "All right, we'll build it." Uh, especially if you're coming with cash. Yeah, get the. Can you imagine how nice it is? Cold as nuts yes. out there tonight. But during the day, it's been damn. It's it, been but, great. It has. And I've always said there's nothing better than having a heated pool on a cold night to just hang out and then see if you can make it the sprint from the backyard. To the, to the back door. But man, oh man, nobody's going to hook you up better than our friends at TaylorMade Pools. Let me just say, Dave, right now, we mentioned Thrive. We mentioned uh, Dan Williams. We mentioned Brian Curry. We're going to uh, Al, Al and Amy. And, and Flugs, holy cow, could we be more thankful for these no. guys? They are absolutely the bread and butter of this show, and we couldn't be more lucky to have
1: them. Absolutely. Speaking of Kyle Fluger, again, your website, your business, everything starts with the website. Kyle Fluger can help you start a brand-new website. If you're looking to start a brand-new business or if your business is struggling right now, he can give you any ideas how to basically bring it up a little bit and help you in 2021. He's working on a brand-new website himself. It's X cubs who broke my heart. <laughs> com and How about uh, cups and broke my <laughs> I used to
2: know you, used to love you, but now you're gone. <laughs> Kyle Fluger, 619
1: 500 6621 619 500 6621
2: Where have you gone, Ronsanto.com? <laughs> uh, look, look at what's going on in LA. LA announced that for the next three weeks, uh Jack and I had dinner right, right down the street. We sat yep. outside. Man, they can't. We just did the scan for the menu, paid on my phone. We did the whole thing. The food was outstanding. They're kicking Christmas music in. What a blast. Forget doing that in LA. LA is completely shut down for the next three weeks. Now I mentioned friends in Toronto, not supposed to leave the house for the next 28 wow. days. So you go, okay, well, what does that have to do with me? If you are a small business owner, people are home. You're going to find that they have disposable income because they're not going to the movies or they're not going to games or doing anything else. So if they come to your website, are you ready to take advantage of this incredibly crazy circumstance that you could find yourself in? Can people find what they want and can you give them the answers? If your website is not up to par, boy, I cannot recommend enough for you to give Kyle Pfluger a call and make sure he gets you there. It's amazing, Dave. You wouldn't think it, but there are some businesses in 2020 that are having the best year in 15, 20, or 30 years, and they're doing it because their website is simple to use. Make sure yours is as well. Tell them uh, Dave and Jeff sent you.
1: Absolutely. All right, here we go. How old are they and how much are they worth? We're going November 25th. We're going to start off with two guys who aren't alive. We're going to start off first with Joe DiMaggio.
2: I just mentioned him. Taking uh, where have you gone? Joe DiMaggio, old Mr. Coffee. <laughs> Would you go to dinner with Joe DiMaggio?
1: I hated Joe DiMaggio. Did you really? I thought he was a dick. Everyone said, he, the fact that he had to be introduced as the greatest living ball player everywhere he went, I was wow. not a Joe DiMaggio fan.
2: And he was not necessarily a huge fan of Mickey Mantle, right? No.
1: And Mickey Mantle's, remember he blew his knee out? The whole deal with the sprinkler and Mickey yeah. and center and right field, all that stuff. Yeah, not a huge Joe DiMaggio fan.
2: Uh, Joe DiMaggio, let's say one hundred and seven. Joe DiMaggio would have been one hundred and six. Whoa! Really, freaking good. All right, I'm gonna say twenty five million. That's funny you say that. I would have guessed much lower, fifty million dollars. Yeah, Mr. Like, Coffee.
1: I don't know what the hell
2: appearances. Yeah, he' pretty fascinating guy. I think he was cool with Jerry Coleman. Yeah, I, I heard think I think
1: stories. I'm not. Gonna, yeah. I, okay. I'm. I'm not going to say my source on this, but I heard about Joe because Joe, of course, was with Marilyn Monroe. Yeah. But everybody was fucking Marilyn Monroe on the right. Yankee team. Joe had no idea.
2: Ah. Yeah. Brought flowers out to her all the time, right? Didn't they say yeah. out there in yeah. Westwood or yeah. wherever she is? Took care of her. Brentwood. I yeah. think she's in Brentwood. All right.
1: It's funny. That's one of those cemeteries. I can't remember the one at the time. Is God dang it. I just saw this recently, too. And, and and there's so many celebrities in that one yeah. cemetery. Okay. And it's
2: like tucked, it's like right off of Wilshire. Yeah. Like, it's so weird. Like, yeah. behind this big building in this little small driveway. And, like, Jack Lemmon's there. Walter Matthau's yeah. there. Like, all of them. Like, my friend Erica's at Forest Lawn. And we were just out there. And, like, my sons went for a walk. And they're like, oh, man, Jerry Buss and Paul Walker and... Carrie Fisher, Ronnie James Dio, yep. right? But that that's way out in Burbank, but where Marilyn Monroe and and Mel Blank, and they called you thats all, folks. Like, uh, I think they're all right there
1: in like Westwood, right? Yep. Yeah, you're right. It, right out, right off the four hundred five freeway. Yeah. Yep. That, you're right. All right, here we go. This one surprised me age wise. It was John F. Kennedy, uh, Jr. Junior, Jr. Junior, sorry.
2: I I just saw this
1: today. Did he really? I actually okay, just saw it, this. Okay. Say the age. Did, did it surprise you?
2: I think he, he would have been 63 today. 60
1: today. 60.
2: Oh, I thought they said, okay, so, yeah, 60. And now look, man, money for that dude. I'm going to say $75 million. $100 million. Yeah. Dude, he was a very likable guy. Yeah. Remember, they crushed him because it took him like five times to pass the bar in New yeah. York. And then he had that magazine, George, that was pretty cool. And I just remember, man, like certain things. remember like when Princess Diana died and like when JFK Jr. died? Yeah, two years later. Is that what it was? Yeah. And I feel like they were friends. I think like they they yeah. they knew each other a little bit, and uh, there's man. a whole
1: Seinfeld episode. Do you remember that where, uh, where Elaine saw him and thought
2: she had a chance? Because every every girl loved him. I mean, he could have had anybody in the world. But he, one incredibly likable guy, and they said, oh, he, um, he was sixty. But then, oh yeah, that would have been right. He was three. That's what it was. Yeah. So fifty-seven years ago today was his father's funeral. Wow. On Junior's third birthday. Wow. And that's when you see him saluting yeah. going by. Man, I'll I'll tell you this. Uh, sorry, an amazing follow on Instagram is a guy named Clint Hill. Clint Hill was the secret service agent that was following in the back and was there. He's the guy who climbs up on the oh, car yes. and is just, I mean, the guy's lived with a broken heart for 57 years and he just talks about how much he, he loved that family and, uh, John Jr., Caroline, uh, Jackie and, and John, but man, he's been really amazing this week on Instagram, just showing personal photos and like helping John Kennedy get his boat off the rocks and got hit in the nuts and he got <laughs> he's like he's got and John Kennedy he said thought it was the funniest shit ever that his Secret Service guy and so he's got this signed picture of those two out and yeah man it it's pretty wild like the the twenty second was just a few days ago yeah. And that anniversary, the whole deal, right, of JFK. Well, that
1: picture is one of the most heart-wrenching pictures in American history. Of
2: his, of Junior?
1: Of, of Junior oh, right. saluting his dad. But I
2: didn't realize it's on his third birthday. Yeah. My gosh.
1: Yeah, terrible. Yeah. Christina Applegate.
2: I was get her uh, mixed up with Christina Aguilera. Christina Applegate's funny. She, um, I got to get into that show on Netflix, right? I don't know it. She's on a show with Netflix, and it's, like, I don't even want to, I'd, I'd screw up the description, but it, it's supposed to be really, really funny. I'm going to say she's, uh, say she's 48. 49, really good. All right. 49. Let's say 19 million. 48 million dollars. No kidding. Well, yeah. anchor man, she was funny yeah. as hell on that, so she probably made some dough Meredith
1: Children, I wonder if she makes money in the reruns, because they still yeah. rerun that stuff. She seems really cool. Yeah, it, it's uh, and she battled cancer the whole time. Oh she man, had the breast cancer wow. and the whole 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 issue. But yeah, forty nine years old and and she's worth forty eight million dollars. You know what's funny? The three people on the show, meaning the Ed O'Neill, right? Yeah. the the Katie Segal. she's awesome. She's on the Connors now. Yeah, and then you have Christine Applegate, and then poor David Faustino.
2: Yeah, what happened to him? <laughs> does, does he do a voice though on one of those shows? He, I hope so. Like him and Seth Green. Maybe I'm oh, wrong on that. I hope he does something. Katie Seagal was in, like, Sons of Anarchy. Yeah. Well, her husband. Isn't he the one that put that show together? Yeah. Ed O'Neill was in John from Cincinnati. Yeah. I mean, he's had a lot of big successes. <laughs> to, to modern, modern family. family. Yeah.
1: became The highest paid male actor. Right. Yeah. They, they did all right. You know, it's funny. You mentioned Netflix a second ago because, we, as, as we've talked about this on the show, when this COVID started, how Josh mm-hmm. and I were going to try and watch The Office. Well... We're in the last season, but we're like on episode three of the last season. Netflix came out today and said they're losing the rights to the office at the end of the year. To Peacock? Uh, Yeah. Yeah. and so Peacock's free, though. And so where do you get Peacock? Uh,
2: It's just just the NBC. Just the NBC thing? I told Josh today, I said, we
1: got to sit there and fucking fire through this shit before (laughs) it's gone. Because we're almost done with the whole thing.
2: Yeah, you got to get rid of DirecTV, Dave. I'm not getting rid of DirecTV. <laughs> you're a moron. I'm not. Get uh, get a Roku out here. Can
1: I get the baseball package with a Roku? Yeah, you get you it right sure?
2: through. Yeah, you asshole. You get it okay. right through MLB TV. Okay, watch. You're going to fuck the whole thing you're up gonna for fuck me. It I got all something up. good, and you're going to fuck it all up for shut me. shut your mouth. <laughs> yeah.
1: L- last one Joey Chestnut.
2: Oh, God. Uh, Joey Chestnut. Is he 40?
1: 37.
2: This, I think, will surprise I'm He's one say, guy
1: you don't want coming to your house for Thanksgiving God, dinner. God,
2: no. Just sitting there just mowing and yeah. eating hot dogs, getting everybody sick. <laughs> uh, I'll say he's worth $5 million. He is
1: worth $1.5 million. That's okay. it. That's it. I expected more. I expected more from him. I don't know, I don't know why I thought, thought it would be a little bit more. All right. So what I want to do is I want to do something a little bit different than what we've done in the past. This is where we usually do like five random questions to Jeff. But we're lucky enough that... One of your sons, Jack, is with us tonight. My main man. And, and so it, here's here's the cool thing for for me, Jack. You're the first one, okay, out of any of us that have sons on this show. We've been doing the show for almost 23 years, and Josh has never been on air. Cade's uh, never been on. Jake nope. was never on. You're the first one that's going to come on and be part of our show.
2: <laughs> so we deal for say, you? are you excited? Yeah.
1: Okay. Perfect. All right. So Jack's okay. making his debut. Just turned 13. Just turned 13. We're happy to have him. I'm glad you're spending the spending the evening with us as, as we're sitting here doing the show right before Thanksgiving. So there used to be a show called The Newlywed Game, where <laughs> where the husband would leave the room and the wife would have to answer questions and then come back and see if their answers matched up. Now, I didn't give you any questions ahead of time, so I'm just going to basically ask your dad five questions about you, and you say if he's right or wrong, okay? Okay. Okay, that's it. So you don't need to make him feel good and say- No, he won't. He got it right. No, he won't. I just want to say to the audience- this is uh, uh, on the up and up. Okay, I think so, I'm ready for this. Okay, well, you don't know any of the questions either. But no. Here, here we go. We're going to start really easy. What I think is an easy question: What is Jack's favorite color?
2: Oh, I think I I should know this. Um, now answer straight. If I if I get this, I think Jack's favorite color. I think his brother's favorite color is red, and I think Jack's favorite color is blue. Correct. Which color blue? Just
1: curious. You don't have to answer that, Jeff, but just curious. Are you dark navy blue, royal blue, light blue?
0: Um, probably like the blue on that Michael Jordan jersey right there.
1: So kind of Make, a yeah, kind of a darker darker royal Dodger color, Dodger blue. Yeah. Da, shut your mouth.
2: <laughs> Did you hear what he said right there, Jay? Yeah. Did you hear this guy trying to sandbag us? Tell him Warriors Blue. All right.
1: Where's your favorite place to go with Jack?
2: Oh um, wait, you mean like where's Jack's favorite place for us to go? Yeah, you, well, you guys
1: are together a like, you, you spend a lot of time with your boys, so like, like combined, you said that's our favorite place to go.
2: Uh, this is funny. I um see, this is the one thing I tell my sons all the time. I'm incredibly thankful that they like to do. I mean, they'll they'll do the things that I like to do. So we go to L.A. a lot. Um but I'm going to say I think Jack's favorite place is going to be Coronado. Final answer.
0: Ah uh, you're close. Coronado is second behind LA.
2: Yeah, Jack and Jack, so we'll do this in a couple of weeks. Jack, where where in particular in LA? Is it Beverly Hills? Is it doing Hollywood Boulevard? Is it um like which particular place? If if I said right now, hey, we will wrap up the podcast and you and I are going to go right here. Where are we going in LA tonight?
0: Uh probably Beverly Hills or Hollywood.
2: Nice. Yeah, we we like it, and that's the thing. Yeah, I mean, I I mean, you tell me. But I feel like you were about seven, and he's thirteen now. I think he and Cade were about seven, and I say to these guys all the time, Dave, it's so fun because we've done the same thing where. They they each have blankets that family members have given them that are, that are great, right? Like, I'm sure Josh and Jake had particular blankets that were cool. And we have always done this thing, and we'll probably do it in a couple of weeks, where we load it up, and it's blankets, and it used to be stuffed animals, and then it was action figures, right? Captain America, and I don't... Do you have Roddy Piper? I feel yeah, like you have a Roddy Piper. I do. I do. Roddy Piper, and we'd have all these guys. I have a Macho Man in the car. Do you? Right now. Yeah, Macho Man, and we would just drive Sunset, and we'd have everything loaded up. And I've always said to Jack, Dave, my favorite thing is with these guys, and we, uh, we were they were like seven, and we do it all the time. I always felt like within the the four walls of the car, we were in a safe zone, as we were people watching everything on Hollywood Boulevard. On Sunset Boulevard. Now, here's my favorite Jack story and I from L.A. I, was this last year? Uh, when, well, he doesn't know what you're going to say. <laughs> he I, knows what I, it is. <laughs> he knows where I'm going. In Beverly the, Hills around Christmas time. Uh, yeah, just, had to be.
0: Sure, let's just go with that. Okay. I still don't know what this is yet, but if you want to say last year, I'll just go. With I'm
2: going to say last year. Last year, his brother, Jack and I laugh all the time because Jack's twin brother has dinner. And then he immediately falls asleep in the car. And so
0: takes c- the front seat and is the takes most the front seat uh. passenger there could ever be. <laughs> so he's like a grizzly. Yeah. So we nicknamed him
2: Grizzly because this guy just, he takes his warm blanket, he's had dinner, and he falls asleep <laughs> at 7 o'clock at night. So Jack and I will go by the Heat restaurant on, uh, on Wilshire where they did the Al Pacino and De Niro scene and we'll go all these different things. So you're right. Kate's sound asleep in the front seat. Jack and I all the lights are up on uh, in Beverly Hills and we're going up Rodeo Drive and I look and I said to Jack from I think it's about 20 yards away, maybe a little further. I go, "Jack, that's Lady Gaga." Like there's Lady Gaga. Now, look it. He's denies it to this point. He's shaking it's, his head right now. But I it's still the don't one trust it. But it's trust the it. one thing his mom Who's the ultimate ball buster. His mom will tell him, your dad's great at that game.
1: Yeah, ask Josh Rosenberg. He'll tell you he's not good at this game.
2: No, <laughs> don't ask Josh Rosenberg. So Cade's sound asleep, and it's like 30, 11 o'clock at night. When did, this, when did the Stars Born come out? Is that two years? It came out in 2018. Oh, dang, Jay. So it might be 2018. This might be two years ago. I think I think it is. So a lot of the streets on Beverly Hills are, uh, are one way. So we go up Rodale, we circle back, and we're just, Jack and I are dying, right? Because we're going back and forth. I'm like, dude, go talk to her. He's like, you're setting me up. I'm like, I promise. And that's the problem, Dave, and we all know it. When you're a wise guy and you you mess with your kids, like the one time, and Jack to this day swears. He's like, I know you were sandbagging me. And his dumb brother is in the front. I'm like, God dang it. I need... But Cade wouldn't have done it, so we came back, and she was way down, and it was like the night before she was getting ready to start her show in Vegas, the whole thing, so I guess, Jack, that might be two years ago, but it was just so funny, because he and I, and it's the middle of like a Saturday night or a Sunday night, and nobody else is out there but just the two of us. And his dopey brother sound asleep. And I'm like, Jack, I'm telling you, that's her. He's like, I don't trust you. And we're dying <laughs> laughing. And she's just getting further and further away. I'm like, dude, your brother has a picture with Judge Judy. And you would blow it out of the water if you got a picture with Gaga. <laughs> but it wasn't meant to be. That
1: would have been a big one.
2: Well, it would have been Gaga or it would have been RuPaul. And then he never would have <laughs> talked to me again, right? you <laughs> would have been like, Dad, I'm not
1: even talking to you for the drive home. All right. All right. Next question. What is Jack's favorite sports team?
2: Oh, well, Jack has a little bit of Dave Palais in him, and <laughs> that his favorite sports teams all of a sudden. Uh, un- he's got a beautiful Golden State Warriors yes. sweatshirt on tonight. Uh, and I've said this many times. Um, Jack became a Warriors fan really early on. Like, I, Jay, I feel like you were like seven, right? Before they started winning championships, because we would go to Monterey, and it was important, Jack and I and his mom, we would watch those Warrior Championship things. So I would say he got in early, but every now and then you see him, and if he unzipped that sweatshirt, he might have a Lakers shirt on nice. tonight.
0: Yeah, no, I don't. I have a Helix shirt on because okay. I'm in San Diego. I will. I have a Lakers shirt, but I don't wear it. Is don't. A cli-
2: he does wear it. He's got a Clippers shirt. Yeah. Yep. He's an occasional Wolves fan out of his respect for his pal Al Horton, who loves him. And uh, But his favorite team outside of our undefeated 15-0 and Raider team on Madden Football right now, I'm going to say because it's Steph Curry and what that is, I think ultimately if we bring it back, I'm going to say Golden State Warriors.
0: Yes, because they're the first basketball team I ever saw on TV.
2: Yeah. There you go. And, and look, man, Dave, you get it. From yeah. a, a parent standpoint... If you look at that team with Klay Thompson, Steph Curry, Steve Kerr, right? I mean, those are uh, – I like the ownership group and, and what they've done. But but really, when I look at the three main guys, if if that's going to be role models for my son, I'll take it.
1: Here's a crazy story I heard about the Golden State Warriors the other day. I had no idea. And, and I'd give credit to the show that said it. I just can't remember. But when the Golden State Warriors started out, the reason they're called Golden State, they wanted Darren to be – Darren had it. Darren had it, all of California, and they played games here in San Diego. Six games. That was a cool thing, right? That was cool. I I, I didn't know that. Yeah, Darren had that. I I thought I knew the NBA backwards and forwards. I did not know that at all. So I thought that was a pretty cool story. All right, here we go. What is Jack's favorite movie?
2: Oh, I know this. It's uh, Step Brothers. It's got to be Step Brothers. Good. I mean, there's... Okay. What's your favorite scene in Jack?
0: Uh, probably the beginning scene where Dar- not Daryl—Dale is talking about Nancy seeing him get out of the shower. <laughs> <laughs> you,
2: I, you know what, Jay? As many times as I've seen that, would you have—if I would have asked you what's would Mary, have guessed. No, if I would have asked you what's Mary Steenburgen's name in that, would you have known that it's Nancy?
1: No, it would have taken me a while. It would have taken me a while to think about different scenes in that movie. But she.
2: But he calls her Nancy throughout the movie. Yeah.
1: That's very funny. Yeah. And
2: then
0: he says she's mom now. Yeah. At the beginning. I, that was funny.
2: I like. So we did this thing we talked about, Dave, where just to break up the monotony, we started getting hotel rooms in Encinitas and we'd go up there and stay. And so we just brought Brothers one time. And I think I had only seen it one time. Jack and Kate hadn't seen it. And we watched it, and Jack, we roared, right? Like, we We lost it.
0: We were kind of worried everybody in the hotel was going to hear us.
2: Oh, my God. That's funny. So then, now, if I asked, where would you put other guys?
0: Oh, that's probably third. I don't know what my second is. But other guys,
2: yeah. I mean, but Step Brothers, just a couple of weeks ago, we went up to the house. We went to the office, went to the building of the office, but... I mean, there's there, Jack. Would you agree that there's something new in Step Brothers every time we watch it? Where there's just something. You just
1: laugh at the little stuff that you do not laugh at the first yeah. time.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's kind of weird because we saw the house and it looks so much different now than it did in the movie. So now every time we see the house, we're gonna be like, "Hey, that house looks a little." Different <laughs> but it,
2: it looked better in the movie. Like, yeah,
0: because the people grew up the hedges so that you couldn't tell which house. It looked like it needed a
2: paint job from and the they, picture. And they took out the front yard. Yeah. And put rocks in there, so. We got a tree, but well, yeah, we
0: didn't want that giant hole where Dale was buried a lot.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but I, I was saying to Jack to his brother, David's very reminiscent of a couple of years ago being in Chicago and going by the Home Alone house where they they film it, and it feels like it's just this one house in the middle of whatever. And it just blends in, like it'd be like if you're just driving down your street here, yeah. and all of a sudden you're like, "Oh, that's the particular house." You'd never know. But I don't know how they find those houses. It's funny.
1: Yeah, there's somebody that's a location coordinator. But that that's a
2: uh, that's a great movie.
1: All right, last one. What is Jack's favorite
2: band? Uh, favorite band is going to be tough for me. I could or go singer, whatever. I can go favorite singer. I'm going to go. I there's two of them. Very, very big fan of the weekend, and a very big fan of Post Malone.
0: Yep, uh, band I don't know, so I don't think he would have guessed that because I don't have a favorite band, anyways. But yeah, those are probably my top two favorite singers. Well, let
1: me ask you, Post Malone, okay? Because I used uh, Let me ask, what's your favorite Post Malone song? Because I used to use one on the show, but I, I changed it because I don't think your dad was a fan of it.
0: Oh, he probably wasn't. Uh, I'm not sure. <laughs> Congratulations
1: uh, was the song that we used to play. Yeah, I, I like that
0: song. That's a good song.
1: Okay. yeah, There you go. I'm with you. I like the the ones you said. For my son Josh, everything's Drake first. And then he moves back. He likes you the weekend Drake
0: fan, Uh I found him pretty funny in the Toronto Golden State NBA Finals. <laughs> yeah. When he was sitting on the sideline constantly yelling, t- constantly telling Draymond Green, you're trash. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> but uh, uh, one quick thing too. um. Great message from John Conniff, one of our, our longtime friends from Mad Friars, who signed off, Dave. He said uh, he loves love, actually. Yeah, I got that a lot, actually.
1: So, uh, <laughs> uh, people said that to me a lot. They liked your movie a lot. Not a also, Hill.
2: We'll probably see tomorrow.
1: And I got this. is When I gave you my embarrassing movie, you jump. were quick to say, that sucks. You're an Alan Alda
2: fan. Then you said, I've never seen it. You completely slammed me. Well, how which, about somebody it, goes, uh, have, hey, have, tell have, Dave, don't, don't show him all your cards at one time, is what I was heard. Same time next year, isn't Alan Alda a married guy in that movie? Yeah. But he's still showing up once a year to see Ellen Burstyn? Yeah, and she's married too. Yeah, I said, that's not a good movie for Dave. He's got to call a different one. <laughs> I said They said, your movie's very fine. I said, you know what? I didn't know that. And they said, boy, look at Dave just putting all his cards uh, on the table. I, I did. What do you
0: want? I'm well, kinda, because of a Dave story, now I have to watch Stepmom, too. So <laughs> Don't watch Stepmom.
1: It's Stepmom. <laughs> Don't watch Stepmom. I, I, I can't take it anymore. Lizzie McGuire. No, Lizzie McGuire is not worth your time, either. Notting Hills, right up my alley, though. I like Notting
0: Hill a lot.
2: We'll, uh, we'll check that one out tomorrow. Um, For everybody out there, man, no joke. We could not be more thankful for the people that support this show each and every week. We, uh, we're very, very... Uh, aware of all of you, from Bob and all the guys that have been playing thrive with us to to Larry and Jim and Rose and the whole group, man. It is a crazy year. Dave, you mentioned it. I hadn't thought about it until you said it the other day. It, it could be a little crazy tomorrow and a, a little crazy in a month for Christmas, but we'll we'll stick in there together. Uh, everybody stay safe stay distance wear your mask but god more than ever man checking on your friends and make sure they're doing okay
1: absolutely we'll see everybody monday